Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. John chapter 10, verse 10. And um, I, I have to apologize, Brad. I think I'm going to preach just a different version of maybe what, what I was going to talk about. And so John 10, 10 probably won't be in. There it is. There we go. So John 10, 10, it's the scripture that I want to read tonight and um, the scripture that I, I want us to look at. John 10, 10 says this. It says, the thief, some will say the thief. The thief. Has anybody ever stolen from you before? Yeah. Anybody? Have you ever caught somebody red-handed stealing from you before? You know what I'm talking about? The Bible goes, the thief, some will say the thief. Now, when the Bible says the thief, he's actually, it's actually talking about the devil. So like we got different names for, 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 for the devil, uh, the enemy, the adversary, the thief, the evil one, the guy with the red suit and the, the, the pitchfork. Um, but the, the Bible says the enemy or the devil, that just like we serve a real God, there's a real enemy. And the Bible goes, the devil or the thief, he only comes... He does not come except to to steal, to kill, and to destroy. This is Jesus talking. He said, but I have come that they or you may have life and that they may have it or you may have it more abundantly. Uh, If you're a note taker, I know we got bathing suits and probably not a lot of notebooks, but if you're a note taker or you're taking mental notes, uh, the title of the sermon I want to preach tonight is a sermon that I'm just titling this, Best Summer Ever. By show of hands, if you could like just like make it happen, how many of you would say you want for this summer to be the best summer ever? Yeah. All right, cool. Like some of you are like, nah, man, I'm kind of cool with a mediocre summer. What is wrong with you? What's, what's wrong with you? Um, I think all of us, if we could just like, you know, snap our fingers, get a lucky rabbit's foot, uh, just like make it, like we'd be like, yeah, I want it to be the best summer ever. Speaking of best summer, uh, if I were to ask you the question, you don't have to answer verbally, but if I were to say, up until this point in your life, what has been your best summer ever? Could, could you think about it? Anybody just by show of hands, you go, oh yeah, I, I know the best summer ever so far. Like you, you, you have an answer, okay? So I, I was thinking about this question and right away I was like, oh, oh, I, I know what my best summer ever was. And I'm gonna tell you my best summer ever. My best summer ever was in between my junior year and my senior year of high school. Any juniors going into senior year? A couple people? Now, I don't want to make you, make you jealous, um, but here is, well, maybe I'll just give you a little tip real quick. Um, the thing that you want more than anything, you might not know this, the thing you want more than anything is you want trust. Someone say trust. trust. You want trust from your parents. See, because here was the rule that, that my parents gave me, in particular my dad. I'm not sure if my mom co-signed this, but my dad, this was his rule. He said, Brandon, here's the deal. We trust you. I was a good kid. Uh, I was a, a dumb kid. I did a lot of dumb things. You ever done something that's really dumb before? Like, like this is the kind of dumb stuff that I did. I, I did not know this was illegal. I had no idea people went to jail for this. I thought it was a hilarious prank. Me and my friend one time, uh, his name was Jason the Point. Uh, Mr. Russ Craddy in the back, he would know who this person is. Uh, we decided one night to, to, to get in his car, and we went all through TKK, and we stole street signs. We just found like the most creative street signs. Like, oh, that's a, that's a cool street sign. And we stole street signs. We took them off the poles. We brought them home. I had no idea this was a problem to the point that my dad woke up in the morning and went, dad, 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 dad. 
you'll never guess what we did last night. No, 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 let me show you. And I took him to our garage and I said, look, and our garage was lined with all the street signs of TKK. I'm like, isn't that? And he's like, oh, you're going to jail, son. What, what, what have you done? So like, I, I just did dumb stuff, but I, I was never like a bad kid. And so here's my parents' rule. My dad said, here's the deal. We trust you. Someone say trust. trust. We trust you. And because we trust you, you have no curfew. You, you, you stay out as late as you want. But here's the deal. You tell us who you will be with and what you are doing and when you will be home. And if you ever break that trust, it's game over. And so I, I had trust. And so junior, senior year, it was this perfect co combination that I'm so aware will never exist again for the rest of my life. And I hate that. But it was this perfect combination of no responsibility and maximum freedom. Someone say no responsibility. No responsibility. I worked 10 hours a week at Harris Teeter. I did not want to get promoted to be a cashier. I, I was the guy that bags the groceries. I loved that job because you got to go get carts. I don't know if they still have these, but every time I got carts, you guys remember the dinosaur cookies? You know, every time we got carts, I'd go put dinosaur cookies in, in my purple apron. And so I worked 10 hours a week, minimum responsibility, but maximum freedom. I had a license. I had a car. I had a friend, another person that uh, Mr. Russ Craddy would know. Uh, her name was Angela Halford, and they had a boat. It broke down all the time, but it was a boat. And so the summer between junior and senior year, we did whatever we wanted to do. We stayed out late. We were on the lake all the time. Literally every day was like, I don't know. Like, it's an adventure. What do you want to do? Let's do whatever we want to do. And when I thought, man, what was like, like what, what was, we never hunted for raccoons, but maybe we missed it there. Um, but we, like, I was thinking like, what was, what was my best summer? And immediately I'm like, oh, junior, like jun junior year or junior, junior going to senior year. That was the greatest summer ever. Have you ever answered a question and the more you thought about it, you realize you were wrong? Has that ever happened to you? Like you ever bought, or this is the worst. Have you ever gone to a restaurant and you ordered something and the moment they brought it to the table, you knew you, you messed up? You know what I'm talking about? Isn't it the worst when you go to a restaurant, you order the item and your food comes and you look at the person across and you're like, I've ruined my life. You have the greater item. What was I thinking? The, the more I thought about the best summer ever, I realized my answer was wrong because while the summer was full of doing whatever I wanted to do, I thought back to the end of that summer and I can think of three friendships and three relationships that were completely lost forever. I can think of a number of decisions that I made that I went, oh man, I really wish I would have never. And what I realized is that while it was a ton of fun in the moment, the end of that summer was full of actually a lot of regret and frustration and like, man, I just, I wish that we wouldn't have, I wish that I was still friends with, I still wish that we, and, and I start thinking about this scripture, John 10, 10, throw that up there again. I want you to see something. The, the Bible says this, that the thief, again, someone say the thief, that the thief does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. You might say, Brandon, how does the thief, how does the devil, how does the enemy, how, how does he, uh, if, you, if you want, you can just leave that scripture up there. How does he steal? How does he kill? How does he 
destroy. Well, I'll tell you how he does it. He gives us one lie. So, someone just say one lie. One lie. Um, do you have a friend that when they, when they say something, you don't know if you can trust them or not because they tell a lot of exaggerated stories? They, AKA, they, like they lie. The, 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 the thief, the devil, the enemy, the Bible says like his, his nature, he's a liar. And he sells you and I one lie. Again, someone say one lie. One lie. He sells you and I one lie. And here is the lie that leads to a life where what God has for us gets stolen. All of God's best is killed and our life ultimately is destroyed. Here's the one lie. Just do whatever you want. Hey, doing whatever you want, doing whatever you want, that is what will lead to the best life. And it's a, it's a lie. We're not going to go there because I didn't put it in the computer. And so my apologies, but um, Proverbs 14, 12, if you're a note taker, I'd write that down. Proverbs 14, 12 says this, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. Did you know there's actually things that to you right now, you go, no, 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 this is the right way. Like, this is the way to think. This is the way. This is the way right here. And the Bible goes, no, there's ways that seem right to you. But the end is destruction. The end is hurt. The end is pain. I I can think back to that summer, my quote unquote greatest summer ever. And I can think back to decisions that I'm like, this is like, this is it right here. And by the end of summer, friendship gone. End of summer, a part of my purity, gone. End of summer, a a heart devoted to God, gone. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. You can write this down. Jeremiah 17, 9 says this. The heart, someone say heart. The heart heart above everything else is desperately wicked and deceitful. Have you you ever heard, heard this phrase before? Follow your heart. You ever heard this phrase before? Well, I, I, like, Bob, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I just, it's a really hard to, what should I do? Well, well, Sue, follow your heart. Okay. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, can I tell you, that's the dumbest way to live in the whole world because the Bible goes, your heart, apart from Jesus, it's actually kind of wicked. Apart from Jesus, it's actually kind of selfish. Apart from Jesus, it's actually kind of messed up and it's deceitful. It tells you things that are not true. It makes up stories that are not true. It paints pictures that are not real. The Bible goes, oh, no, no, no. Whatever you do, don't follow your, your heart. See, there's this lie. And, and the lie is if I'll just do whatever I want, man, then I'm gonna have the best summer ever. I, I, I started that summer junior year. I probably wouldn't have said it this way because I was 17, not 35, but I started junior year like, man, this is going to be the greatest summer effort. I have minimum responsibility. Like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. My heart was not a good heart because there were multiple times I called Harris Teeter. And I'm like, <coughs> Miss Sarah. Oh, Miss Sarah. Oh, I really want to bag groceries today, but oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just not feeling so great. I'm going to need to call out for work. All right. Who's ready for the lake? And I would, I'd call out for, like, I just, I'm like, what, minimum responsibility maximum freedom. It's going to be the best. Something in us goes, if I just do whatever I want, then I'll have. But hear me tonight, it's actually a lie. The Bible says this in John 10, 10, throw it back up there. John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, 
kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life. Someone say life. life. Did you know that Jesus actually wants you to have a better life than you want yourself to have? That's even possible. Like all the things you want, Jesus wants like actually better and more for you. What Jesus wants for you, his desire for you is that you have life and peace, that you have freedom. Jesus actually wants for your life to be full of joy and excitement and fulfillment. And the Bible is, I've come, Jesus has come, that we may have life and life to the full. So how, how, like, how does he do that? See, the lie is just do whatever you want, man. Just, just do whatever you want. And, and, and the truth is that life comes from following. Someone say following. From following Jesus. That's just like a belief. Yeah, man, I totally believe in him. No, following Jesus, it's a daily decision to go, all right, today, everything that I can do to, to, to follow, I'm, I'm following Jesus today. Let me read you one more scripture and, and, and then we're, we're, we're gonna be done. But Romans chapter eight, verse five through six. I lied, two scriptures. Romans chapter eight, verse five through six. It says this. Um, uh, will you actually put it up there in the, in the New King James Version? The New King James Version will just be a little bit better for, for us right now. It says, for those who live according to the flesh, in other words, for the people that just do whatever they want all the time, they, they do so because they set their mind, their thinking on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, or in other words, those who are following Jesus, they do so because they set their mind on the things of the spirit. Pause real quick. Um, don't answer this. But when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? I said, don't answer it. Like, I already knew it was Snapchat. You didn't have to tell me. I already knew that. Just saying like, but, but like, what's, what's the first thing you do? What, what is the thing that most preoccupies your time? I, I, I was at a social gathering recently. Um, and have you ever said something and in the moment you're like, yeah, that's right. And then afterwards you felt really bad. I felt like driving home, like, Brandon, you shouldn't have said that. That is not. But I was at a social gathering and um, let me borrow your phone. Thank you, bro. I don't have mine because I, I gave it to the Lord. Um, <laughs> kidding, I don't know where it is actually. If someone in here stole my phone, the Lord knows, okay? Um, but I was at a social gathering and this guy was walking around like this. And I said, what are you doing, bro? Oh man, I'm watching people play video games. I said, you're playing video games? Nah, man, I'm watching other people play video games. Now, if you do that, cool. But um, I think that's so weird. Like, like just, just play video games, man. Like, I don't want to watch people play video games. But he, he's walking around just like, and I said, dude, like, why does your whole life revolved around watching other people do things through cellular devices? Okay, 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 okay. Actually, 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 I watch basketball, okay? Um, <laughs> But my, that's like a really good point, actually. I never thought about it like that. That's a good point. You're changing my, my, my life right now. That's a good point. Um, but but my, my point is it's like we spend so much of our life glued to electronics. We spend so much of our life just distracting ourselves. Now, I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not throwing, throwing shade at you because the reality is the first thing I did this morning when I woke up is I checked Instagram. The first thing I did this morning when I woke up is I got my phone. I lied. Instagram was third. But I, I, I checked my email. I'm like, all right, email. You know, and, and, he, and, and I'm just saying, like, like we, we do. 
And, and the, the lie is that if I'll do whatever I want, that'll lead to life. But here's what Romans says. Romans 8, 5 says, for those who live according to the flesh, do whatever they want. They do that because they just put their thinking and their mind on the things of the flesh or what they want all the time. But the people that live following Jesus according to the spirit, they do so because they set their mind, someone say mind, on the things of the spirit. Verse, verse six, where I want to end tonight. Actually, Kimberly, you can come up and you can help, help us close. Um, ver, verse six, New King James Version. Go to New King James Version for me. New King James Version says it this way, or we could read this version. Um, it says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind. Just leave it up there. So letting your sinful nature control your mind, it leads to death. Somebody say death. 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 But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Let's just agree tonight, every single one of us, we're different for sure. I mean, like we we look different, we dress different. We have different things we like to watch, like basketball, video games, thanks a lot. Um, Like like we're like, we're, we're, we're all different. But in our differences, let's just agree upon one thing. Everybody actually wants the exact same thing. We're all trying to get it in a different way, but we all want the same thing. And we could boil it down to two words, life and peace. Hey, hey, what, what do you want more than anything? I just want like life, man. Like to be happy, to have joy, like fulfillment. Like, and I just want like peace. I don't want to be stressed. I don't be worried. I just like, I just, I, I want a vacation. I want peace. Bible goes, the two things that every single one of us want are life and peace. And what leads to life and peace is letting the spirit control our mind. In other words, taking our mind and putting it, placing it on saying, God, my thinking my priorities. I'm, I want to follow you. Now, I want to end where, where I started. My best summer ever. Junior year going into senior year. Let's go. But the more I thought about it this week, I went, it actually wasn't my best summer ever. The next summer was my best summer ever. Tell, tell you a quick story. Graduating high school, uh, if you're a senior, you've probably already sat down with like your guidance counselor um, or the person that asks you what you're going to do with the rest of your life and how many kids you're going to have and um, what age you're going to die. And you just want to know everything. And I remember sitting down with my, with my guidance counselor. She's like, all right, so what do you want to do? I don't know. Where are you going to go to college? Mm, I don't know. What are your goals? Mm, I don't know. What are your plans? Watch basketball, honestly. I, I, I don't know. And I had, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And here, here was my plan. I don't really know, so I'm leaving. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. I moved here when I was 16 years old after my sophomore year. So junior, senior year is what I did in Fort Mill. And um, I thought, well, I'm going back to California. I'm moving back to California. All my friends, all my family, most of my family are there. And I'm going back there. I'm going to go to this school and I'm just going to figure it out. I'll never forget, I was 18 years old. My parents drugged me. They drugged me, not drugged me. They drugged me, like made me go somewhere. Your parents drugged you? Oh my gosh. Let's pray for this man. But parents took me to this church conference, sitting in the very back row, Washington, D.C., downtown Hilton. And I don't remember who, who was talking or what music was playing, 
But I remember God just speaking to me. God saying, I have a plan for your life. Stay right where you are and trust me. Summer after my senior year, what I did is I came back to church. I went and I found my youth pastor and I said, hey, Pastor Walter, I don't really know like what I'm supposed to do with my life, but God just, like, I, I can't shake it. I think God, like, I think God wants to do something. I'm, I'm here. And summer after my senior year, I spent pretty much all my waking hours reading the Bible because I'm like, man, if I, like, I think I'm supposed to be a pastor, but I don't know anything about this book. And I spent my summer like reading scripture. I spent my summer listening to sermons because I'm like, I should probably learn more about God. I spent my summer uh, stacking chairs, spent my summer cleaning toilets, serving at church, spent my summer in youth group, being a part of the worship band, playing guitar like, I didn't have purple pants like Liam, but, but, but I was up here doing the same thing. And I just, I was just, God, I'm all in. Whatever it means to every day give you, and I'll tell you, the more I think about it, that was actually the best summer of my life. Because that's the summer that, that I went from here to here. I'm telling you, I grew exponentially. I, I went from not really knowing a whole lot about God. I went from having a lot of confusion and being really tangled up and being really just feeling guilty and ashamed because of bad. I went from all of this stuff happening to experiencing on the inside life and peace. Life and peace. Because I made one decision. I'm going to follow Jesus. I don't know what it looks like. I don't really know how to do it, but God, I'm all in. I'm going to be in church. I'm going to serve. I'm going to try my best to spend time with you every day and read your book and learn about you and know you more. And, and God, he, he, he literally, he changed my life. If there's one person in this room that hates religion, trust me, it's me. I, I grew up as a pastor's kid. And do you know what I hated more than anything? Church stuff. I didn't hate God, I didn't hate church, but I just did a church, I'll take your religion. Because I've been to church my whole life. And I really had no interest in church. But I'm telling you, God took me and he changed my life. And so I just wanna maybe ask you the question tonight. What are your summer plans? I don't mean what, what island are you going to on a cruise ship? I don't mean what lake are you gonna be boating on? I don't mean what gamer are you going to be watching on your cell phone? That's not what I mean. I, what I mean are your summer plans to go, you know what? I'm going to do whatever I want this summer. Or, or maybe God is stirring you to say, maybe this is the summer that instead of just doing whatever I want all the time, I make a decision to follow Jesus. doesn't mean I have to get weird or church. I just, I make a decision to go, God, okay, you have my whole heart. Up until this point, you've had like a little part, but you have my whole heart now, God. I want to know you. I want to follow you. Because the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy all that's good. But you came, Jesus, to give me life and peace. Life more abundant. Like, the, like there's one reason that I'm super passionate about God. It's one reason. And it's because he, he literally changed my life. He changed my life. I, I can't describe it. I can't. All I'm telling you is I'm, I'm living proof that a decision to say, God, I'm all in. He will change your life 
for the better. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what you came in here with. Here's the reality. We serve a God who is a good God. Jesus, he loves you more than you possibly can know. And Jesus wants, he wants to meet you where you are. And he wants to help you. Brandon, how how do I do that? Someone say, how? How? I'm going to give you just three thoughts real quick. If, if, If I were in your shoes... Like, all right, Brandon, I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. What, what are the three things you would do? Here's the three things I would do. I would make a decision to be at church every week. Just what? Like, like, you can't get around. There's something about being in the house of God with God's people. I was going, you know what, God? All right. I might not know a lot of people here, but you know what? I could invite people to come with me, and then I would know people. So here's the deal. I'm going to, God, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be at church every week. I can give you an hour of my week. You give me an hour. Like I gave my phone seven hours, so I can give you one hour. Um, I'm going to be at church. Number two, I'd get a Bible, and I'd just start reading your Bible. Like I, I, I would, one chapter a day, one verse, I'd just, start, I'd just start reading your Bible. Number three, I would spend five minutes a day and just pray. Talk to God. God, it's me. And I love you, and I want to follow you, and I don't know what that means, but God, I'm just saying I'm giving you my day today. So lead me, guide me, help me today to the best of my ability. I'm all, I'm, I'm telling you, what could change your life is going, all right, I'm in, I'll be at church. To the best of my ability, I'm going to give my Bible and I'm going to start reading a verse a day. I'm going to start reading my Bible every day and taking time to pray and set my mind, my thinking on you because your word says if I would put my thinking on you, if I'd put my mind on you, The result would be life and peace. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.